Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, so in last week's show, I addressed the Democrats' post-election plans for absolute chaos to terrify you into submission. And some of you were wondering, well, Dan, why are you doing that? What are you saying? Vote for Trump and there'll be chaos? No, I'm saying vote for Trump and we'll prevent the chaos long term. But we are going to have to ride out a period of post-election chaos no matter what if Trump wins. Get ready. But I don't think I gave you enough in the arena of solutions. So that's what we're going to do today. I have another great article coming up we're going to address called Stopping the Coming Coup. (laughs) Perfect. Convenient timing, no? Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. My online listeners... They protect their online activity using a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Again, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir, on this great Monday. I am doing quite well. It was not a bad weekend, Daniel. You? You? Have a a great weekend. weekend. Thank you for your work on the Devin Nunes interview show, which did bonkers numbers for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check that out. That's up on our YouTube right now. Our interview with Devin Nunes and Carter Page. Uh, Thank you very much. And our surprise last week, uh, I was a guest. On Ben Shapiro's show, Ben's great. He's got a terrific podcast. I was a guest on his Sunday Mm -hmm. interview show. That Mm -hmm. was a surprise last week, which I teased and then forgot to mention, which is horrible. Um, I'm sorry. It is there now. Yeah. It's nothing like teasing a show all week and then totally forgetting to mention it on a Friday. Knucklehead move, potentially, of the millennium. So uh, go check that out on Ben Shapiro, The Daily Wire, and Ben Shapiro's YouTube. Um, It's a really great hour-long interview between... The uh, top two podcasters on the conservative side in the country. We had a blast. I think you're going to like it. All right. Um, all right. Let me get to it today. This coming co- a coup show is super important. Today's show brought to you by Bambi. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. Ugh. And HR managers' salaries, they are not cheap. They average $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses like ours here. You get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just how much? $99 a month. You can't beat that. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business, help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you want to spend all your time on HR compliance. Come on, let Bambi help you get your free HR audit today. Don't wait. Go to Bambi.com slash Dan right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Dan. Spell BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Dan. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, before I get to the coming coup, I wanted to address this. We had a disastrous, uh, disastrous situation this weekend. Uh, in Los Angeles with two uh, heroic police officers just doing their job, ambushed in a murderous assault by some deranged lunatic. Luckily, the two police officers, one who had a six-year-old, a six-year-old. Both of these police officers, by the way, have been on the job, according to reports, for uh, a year. So they swore in a year ago, raised their right hands to protect our communities, showed up for work, were sitting in a patrol vehicle and a murderous lunatic walked up on them and shot both of them. They have survived. Thankfully, they need your prayers. They need mine. They need ours. Folks, I've done a few appearances on Fox News this weekend and I was itching to get on the air on Monday to talk about this because we live in troubling times. I don't think that's a mystery to anyone. We live in deeply troubling times. And folks... I'm really, really getting exhausted with this false idea that all ideas are worth hearing out anymore. I want to show how this plays into what happened this weekend, and I want to get to it piece by piece. Let's go to this story first, though, Fox News, how after these two heroic police officers were shot, keep in mind, this was not even a 911 call. They were sitting in the vehicle and were ambushed by a lunatic who shot them. They get to the hospital where they barely survive. I don't know if you heard this story, folks. And some protesters, I'm not, I'm just saying that because it's in the title. These are not protesters. I'm just reading the title. Protesters show up at LA hospital treating ambushed cops and yell, I hope they blanking die. You enraged yet? Should be. So we have a 24-year-old police officer on duty less than a year 
six-year-old child at home, shot, barely survives. And some lunatics show up at the hospital saying, we hope you die. Um, Folks, these people are not worth hearing out. I, I can't say this enough. We're in this bizarre time we're living in. I read this piece in the Wall Street Journal a while ago, and it was fantastic how we're, we're under the illusion right now that all ideas are worth hearing out. I'm just going to go into some of them. The first, the, the defund the police argument. No, that's not worth hearing out. You're not mm-hmm. worth hearing out. No, no, you're not worth it. You're not worth hearing out. I'm not saying you don't have the right to speak out. That's a different argument. We live in a constitutional republic. Speak how you wish. Just don't threaten anyone else or break the law. You're not worth, you, look, if that's your idea, you are not worth hearing out. You're not worth anything. These were not protesters that showed up in the hospital. They're not worth hearing out. They're not protesting anything. These are human garbage, flaming piles of human garbage whose arguments need to be stamped out. I'm not talking about stopping their right to speak. I'm saying their arguments need to be stamped out by everyone. These are not protesters. They're savages. These are human filth. They're not protesting anything. What are you protesting at a hospital screaming to two injured police officers seconds potentially from death who were shot for simply showing up for work in their patrol vehicle? What are you protesting? Respiration by police officers? Their ability to live and survive another day? That's not worth hearing out. Neither are you. You're a savage beast. Amen, bro. They're not animals, Joe. I've heard them refer to as animals. It's my only time I'm going to beg to differ with the president who tweeted that out. I just got a dog, as you I introduced you to last week. The dog, she knows the difference between good and bad. When you tell her no, when she nips at you, she stops because she's not a savage like these beasts that showed up at the hospital. You are not worth hearing out. Your ideas are not worth hearing out. You're garbage. You are human garbage filth. Your parents should be embarrassed that they spawned you. They should be horrified. No, anyone associating with you should disinfect themselves immediately from the germs you spawn when you open your mouth, you degenerate losers. But again, we're living in this time where deranged academics and culture warriors on the left who want to destroy our culture want you to believe that all ideas are worth hearing out. These people are not worth it. Neither is your stupid defund the police argument. You're not worth hearing out. You don't have a point that's sane. We don't listen to three-year-olds when they babble on about Dora the Explorer running for president because nobody takes it seriously. Just like we should be treating the idiots, savages that show up at the hospital screaming, I hope they die after two police officers were shot. They're not worth hearing out. But again, we're being told by cultural elitists that no, no, everybody should have a seat at the table. Here's another argument not worth hearing out. Article I'll put in the show notes today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you'd like to subscribe to our free show notes, just go to that website. Here's an article by Quinn Hillier at the Washington Examiner. Michigan College inanely fights racism by encouraging segregation. That's not worth hearing out. You're not worth hearing out, folks. I'm sorry. There's a college in Michigan that is putting on opposing seminars, same topic, one for non-POCs, Joe. That's you and I. We are non-people of color, POCs. Mm-hmm. You know, POCs. We're being mm-hmm. handled. We're acronyms now. That's right. POCs. We're non-POCs. The people putting this on are POSs. There you They're, go. And there's one other. There's another seminar for people of color. We're back into segregation now, Joe. Did you know this? Did you miss it, Armacost? Uh, we're back to segregation. We've spent decades oh, telling man. people. That the big R God-given right for people to exist and coexist in a society, not the liberal bumper sticker coexist, to actually coexist, should not be dependent about the melanin component of your skin or anything else other than your character. I thought that was the right thing. Was I was I wrong? No, I wasn't wrong. I know I was wrong. You're not worth hearing out to the morons on this campus who are trying to segregate the campus now. Your ideas aren't worth hearing out. Your ideas were tried. They were a disaster. You know what's weird, Joe? Don't you find it odd Hmm. how the woke left now shares more in common with racist groups like the Klan and others than Hmm. anybody else? Yeah, that is kind of weird. Joe, do they not? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm not making this up. Don't. They both support segregation. Yes. They, they both support judging people by the color of their skin. What's the difference? Some, someone please educate me what the difference is. Uh, thanks, Dan. That's right. Yes. What, what's the difference? The Klan wants segregation. So does the woke left. No, no, no. This seminar is only for non-POCs. The POCs go over there. POC, what people of color and the non-people of color. You guys go over there. You guys go over there. Pretty soon we'll have women, man, immigrant, non-immigrant, Muslim, Jew, Catholic, Christian, Presbyterian. We'll all be in separate rooms. Segregation is what they want. Your ideas aren't worth hearing. You're the three-year-old babbling about how the Teen Titans should run for Congress. That's what you're, you're not serious people. You're not worth hearing out. And you people screaming for segregation on campus are the same idiots outside of the hospital hoping the police officers die. You're morons. You're three-year-olds. And that's an insult to three-year-olds. Who else is not worth hearing out? Let me play this video, which we've now played probably 10 or 15 times, maybe less, not sure on the show. Uh, the BLM Marxists. The Black Lives Matter group that doesn't care about black lives at all because they're incentivizing black police officers leading largely minority police departments to resign. So their black lives don't matter, of course. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist terror group. Can we all just agree right now that that's what they are? You can call yourself whatever you want. Black Lives Matter, but black lives do not matter to you. They matter to us. Yes, the conservatives who believe every human being is entitled to the dignity of big R God-given rights. That's us, not you. You don't give a damn about black lives as you burn down and shred black communities, get black police officers fired, and scream, what do we want, dead cops? Many of whom departments happen to be black, those, quote, dead cops you want. You're not worth hearing out anymore either. As I said in an appearance on Fox and Friends this weekend, who are the founders of Black Lives Matter? This woman is one of them, Patrice Cullors, who answers a question about, hey, listen, are you guys trained Marxists? You know, Marxism, communism, that puts minorities in death camps. You know that one. Oh, you forgot about that? That's right. I'm, blacks were treated very well in the Soviet Union. Why? Have you cracked a history book? There's probably... Few places on earth where minorities are treated worse than in socialist countries. Oh, yeah. So you would think the founder of Black Lives Matter is clearly not a Marxist. Well, let's hear her, Patrice Cullors, in her own words. Again, someone else, else not worth hearing out at all. But just for the sake of this episode, let's listen to her in her own words explain how she's a trained Marxist. Check this out. I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might... Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. Not my words, hers. This group is not worth hearing out anymore. You can lump them in with Antifa, a bunch of fascist, racist terror groups committed to the destruction of the United States. You should describe them by one term. They are nihilists. Nihilists. They want annihilation, the root of that word. They want destruction and death. They are not protesting anything they, because they don't stand for anything. You want to negotiate with them? You want to negotiate with people standing outside of a hospital praying that the cops die who were shot for showing up for work. What are you negotiating? Your right to live? That's not a negotiation. They're not asking for anything. They want you dead. We live in very troubling times, folks. And we need to immediately throw out the idea that all people are worth hearing. They have the right to speak. But they are not all worth hearing anymore. The segregationists are not worth hearing. The defund the policers, you're not worth hearing. You're not worth anything. You're filth. 
the Marxists organizers, you're not worth hearing either. Supporting a system that's killed hundreds of millions of people, you're not worth hearing anymore. You're not worth it. You're filth. That's what you are. All right. Um, I got a lot else. Uh, lot, excuse me, a lot more to get to. I'm a little distracted. Um, it's just troubling how we've just degenerated to this point right now where we're taking seriously, people in the media are taking seriously, people calling for the defunding of police departments, a renewed segregation environment in the United States, and bringing back a system that's tortured and killed hundreds of millions of people. And we're supposed to take the media seriously too. Um, no thanks. All right, I want to get to this article about the coming coup because it's generated a lot of conversation, so much so that the mainstream media has gone quiet about the Democrats' coming coup. Dan, coming coup, that sounds conspiratorial. The coming coup, there's a coup by the Democrats? Don't take my word for it. Again, we're just going to show you their words. So what I plan on doing here is laying out what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, how they're going to use social media companies, what they're going to do in the event they lose, they're going to start making demands. And most importantly, I didn't get into enough last week, how we stop it. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. Today's show also brought to you by the, this is addictive. I'm going to warn you in advance. Magic Spoon. Once you eat it once, you're not going to want to stop. We go through boxes of this stuff in my house. This episode is brought to you by my friends at Magic Spoon. Listen, growing up, cereal is one of the best parts of being a kid, wasn't it? But I had to give it up. It had a lot of sugar. You look on the back, you're like, Ugh, there's a lot of junk in there. It's probably not healthy. Not Magic Spoon. They have zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. You want to know the real truth? about it? Plus, they're just darn good. My kids wolf this stuff down. My daughter, Isabel, I had that. She was eating it like three, four times a day. I'm like, enough. We're running out. Save some for the rest of us. They have four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. It's honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free too. We love it. I'm a big fan of blueberry. To be honest with you, my daughter likes frosted and fruity. The younger one, she'll eat it all. She tears it up. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout. You'll get that free shipping. Don't forget that. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, you're not. You're going to love it. They'll refund your money, so uh, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use promo code Bongino for free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this podcast and for providing some delicious, healthy cereal. I really love it. It's one of my faves. All right, folks, this coming coup, um, again, very serious topic. And I, I want to warn you that this stuff is intense, really intense. And you need to be ready to digest it all because, in my humble opinion, it is the most important story right now being ignored by the mainstream media. And it's causing me a bit of an issue because outside of a few people in the conservative media discussing what the Democrats are planning, not many, not many other people are talking about it. And therefore, I'm getting emails like, Dan, if this is such an important story, the coup the Democrats are planning, then why is no one else talking about it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What is the coming coup? Well, you know, I work at Fox as a contributor and, and I've been highlighting two specific groups associated with Democrats and rabid never Trumpers, two groups. And every time I mention them on Fox, I get probably 50 or 60 emails. Dan, what were those two groups? So those of you who watch the show, you know what they are, but I'll repeat them again. The Transition Integrity Project, Transition Integrity Project, look it up, and Defeat Disinfo which again should be called promote disinfo, disinformate, because that's what they're doing. Now, these are just two groups of many. The other, There's a number of groups out there, but these are the two right now that are I'm going to highlight because I want to isolate them and make sure you know exactly what they're doing, that are marshalling this effort to do two things post-election, part of their coup plans. Yes, coup. Don't use that word. I don't care what you think of it. That's what it is. So these two groups want to do two things. They want to cause a street fight after the election. That's a quote from the Transition Integrity Project, this group of never-Trump lunatics and Democrats. Uh, again, Joe, you notice the, the interesting wording of the group, the Transition Integrity Project. It should oh, be yes. called the Transition Chaos Project. That's really what it is. It's like Black Lives Matter. The group isn't about black lives. It's about Marxism and chaos. But if we call it Black Lives Matter, people believe us. The same thing with the tip. The Transition Integrity Project is a blueprint to cause chaos after the election. That's exactly what it is. 
So they want to do it again with defeat disinfo, do two things. They want to cause a street fight after the election, and they want to use insurgency tactics our military and intelligence community has used overseas to destroy regimes overseas right here at home within the United States. Gosh, that sounds troubling, no? You'd think. But suspiciously, not that many people are talking about this. I wonder why. How these two groups, Defeat Disinfo and the Transition Integrity Project, we'll call it the TIP, how the TIP and them are openly planning post-election chaos, coup-like activities, and nobody's talking about it but here. Um, You don't believe me? Here's the mainstream media kind of hinting at what's coming while avoiding the appropriate terminology. By the way, the terminology the TIP has used themselves. We are preparing for a street fight, quote, not a legal one. That's a quote from them, not me. We saw it. We played it last week. Here's the New York Times by Shane Goldmacher. Biden creates a legal war room preparing for a big fight over voting. Let me translate that headline. Biden preparing for chaos after election day. He says, with two former solicitor generals and hundreds of lawyers, a solicitor's general, excuse me, and hundreds of lawyers. I do that all the time. Uh, The Biden campaign is bracing for an extended legal battle and hoping to maintain trust in the electoral process. Let me translate the subtext there. Um, The subtitle there says, we're hiring a bunch of lawyers to cause chaos after the election and sow distrust in the election system. That's what's really going on, folks. Now, I want to move on to this other article in the National Pulse. This is Raheem Kassam site. Very good piece where they're talking about the Transition Integrity Project's own document where they say, folks, get ready for a street fight, not a legal one. Their words, folks, not mine. Preparing for a street fight? Why is this not on the news every day? Don't know. Somebody trying to hide something? Well, the answer is yes, because the first rule of the coup, according to Michael Anton's great piece about the coup, is never talk about the coup. The second rule is blame the coup on your opponent. We'll get to that in a minute, too. So how are these two groups going to do this? How are they going to engage in the street fight? Well, the street fight literally means the street fight, but there are other tools they're going to use as well. Let's go to screenshot number one from a terrific National Pulse piece I'd like you to check out, please. It is in my show notes today. Again, go to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. I'll send you these articles. The National Pulse headline revealed Soros election coup playbook demanding America abandons constitutional norms and prepares for a, quote, Street fight, National Pulse. This is that transition integrity project. So how are they going to do it outside of just the raw violence they're planning in the streets? <laughs> Again, street fight, their words are not mine, not mine. Let's go to screenshot number one. This is interesting. On pages five and 13 of the tips document, they demand social media and the establishment media try to stack the deck against Trump in the aftermath of the election. Okay, folks, here's a quote from the actual tip document planning for a coup after the election. Social media platforms should also elevate trustworthy officials. Trustworthy, Joe. Uh, <laughs> let me translate that again. Uh, liberal blue check marks on Twitter. That's what they mean. Yeah. Social media platforms should also elevate trustworthy officials and accurate information. Let me translate accurate information. Um, that means information that says Joe Biden won, even if he didn't. They should remove lies and disinformation Uh, Let me translate that part. That means anyone saying Trump won, even if we did. Back to the thing. And refuse to give voice to those provoking or organizing violent action. (laughs) They're asking. Wait, wait, keep that up. They're asking for a street fight and they're talking about pulling people off, promoting violent action. You mean themselves? Here, back to the National Pulse piece. That's precisely what Zuckerberg from Facebook announced. Facebook said they will suppress anyone claiming victory on election day. That means Trump and his supporters. You're damn right it does. You're damn right it does. But it's not just fake book. It's others as well. So follow me here. I like to lay this out for you. We have these two groups I've discussed planning a post-election coup using specifically two tactics. Using street fight violence in the streets and insurgency tactics they practiced overseas, like using social media to topple regimes that won legitimately. They're advertising it right now, and fake book's playing right in. Yeah, we won't allow anyone to declare victory. That's not what fake book is saying. What fake book is saying is we won't allow Trump to declare victory. That's exactly what fake book is saying. Now, you know, Twitter, they're worse than fake book. 
So Twitter's got to jump in the mix too. Here's a great Breitbart piece be in the show notes today again as well from about Twitter talking about how Twitter's going to do the same thing. Twitter's basically going to say, hey, listen, we're not going to let anybody declare election victory either. Watch when Twitter, in fact, bans President Trump's account after the election. Bans the account or shuts it down. Did I not tell you to throw that piece in there? I'm sorry. I totally, I know. There it is. But my wife comes through in the clutch. There she is. Don't, don't edit any of that out because that's my fault. I want to expose how good she is. I didn't tell her to. But there she found it anyway. Breitbart. Twitter will censor Trump if he claims early victory on election night. Alan Bakari, Breitbart. No, they won't. Twitter's just going to censor Trump if Trump wins. To do what? Back to the New York Times piece. If he wins, Facebook and Twitter are just trying to buy time for what? As we just saw in that piece, the army of lawyers Biden's hired. There we go. <laughs> legal, legal war room for Biden to create enough chaos. Sounds like a military insurgency overseas using social media. No, right here at home to create enough chaos so the Democrats can start making demands. Demands for what? Oh, we'll get to that. Let's go to takeaway number two from the National Pulse. So remember, even if it's a landslide for Trump, the Democrats are going to start making demands. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. You're going to lose the election and start making demands? The people didn't want you and you're the ones making demands of what the people wanted. Oh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook will create enough chaos. They'll create enough chaos in the streets with their street fight. Their words, not mine. That people will start to legitimately wonder if Trump wins. Did, did, did he really win? And while people are saying that, the Democrats are going to say, listen, now that we're not sure Trump won and he wants to take the White House, keep in mind, this is if he won convincingly. They don't even talk about a close election. They're going to say, now that we're not sure Trump won, even though he did, here are the demands we have. Really? You're making demands now. Tell me again how this is not a coming coup. Please explain. I'd love to hear it. Screenshot two from the National Pulse. Here's page 10 of the Transition Integrity Project. Again, folks, their words, not mine. Quote, in one instance, Team Biden's strategy, in anticipation of an ultimate loss, if they lose, was to strengthen its hand, strengthen its hand, they lost, in order to negotiate a package of structural reforms to the democratic system, including making D.C. and Puerto Rico states, abolishing the Electoral College, and requiring Supreme Court justices to retire at 70? So am I reading this right? Again, folks, please tell me how this isn't some kind of a coup. I'm, I'm open to hearing it. How in their own documents, the tip folks are telling you what they're going to do. Even if we lose convincingly, we're going to cause street violence and social media confusion about who won until we can get D.C. and Puerto Rico statehood. Why do they want that? Oh, because gee. they're both Democratic-leaning <laughs> territories, which would lead to, what, four new Democrat senators permanently. You'd never have a Republican senator from Puerto Rico and D.C., which would lead to a permanent majority in the United States Senate for the Democrats. Yeah, this has everything to do with representation. Sure it does, folks. Sure it does. Representation, right. Sure it does. When we bring up things like, hey, maybe we should do voter ID so that, you know, citizens of the United States are properly represented. We don't want that. But we definitely want Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood. By the way, D.C. and Puerto Rico, uh, they still have voting privileges. But they want a state. They want statehood because they want four Democrat senators. So just to be clear, if Trump wins convincingly and the people have spoken, the Democrats start negotiating their agenda. Paula, am I missing? Am I, is, uh, I'm looking around here. Did you give me my crazy pills this morning? Am I missing? Where are the crazy pills? So we, the Democrats lose and they're negotiating. And she, there you go. She's got a bottle of the crazy pills. She slipped them in like a Mickey this morning. Slipped them right in my drink. Crushed them up. This is crazy pill time. So we win and the Democrats get four new senators. They wipe out the Electoral College. Remember, that was part two of that. 
They want the Electoral College wiped out so that California and New York, the population centers, pick the president from now on. And they want Supreme Court justices aged out at 70 so they can replace them with new liberal judges. I, I'm, just, I'm just, this is, no, this is crazy pills. Crazy pills. Time. And by the way, you may say, oh, well, if Trump was the president, why are you worried about the Supreme Court justices? Folks, if they have four new Democrat senators, you're never going to get a Supreme Court justice confirmed. You see the game? How is this a negotiation? See how I'm tying this all together? It's like the negotiation with the savages outside the hospital. We want the cops to die protesting outside of the hospital. That's a negotiation. Your negotiating point is you're dead. My negotiating point is what? I'm not dead? What did, how exactly is that a negotiation? You want to destroy and bury the United States permanently in an avalanche of suicidal liberal policies if we win the election? Again, explain to me in plain English how this isn't a coup. I'm open. I'm listening. So again, we have these two groups, the tip and defeat disinfo, planning for a street fight and a military intelligence type insurgency, at least I'm not talking about military like shooting. I'm talking about tactics wise. You may say, gosh, Dan, that sounds very conspiratorial. Folks, I just quoted their own documents. So, okay. I don't really care about your politics. You have a beef with this stuff? It's a conspiracy theory. Take it up with the people who actually wrote it, not the guy who's reading what they wrote. But you may say they're using military insurgency tactics they'd use overseas here. Don't take my word for it, folks, especially if you're a liberal. Here's your Bible, the Washington Post, just like the New York Times covering their army of lawyers. Here's the Washington Post, Isaac Stanley Becker. Not big on the hyphenated last name, but that's for another day. Technology once used to combat ISIS propaganda is enlisted by Democratic group to counter Trump's coronavirus messaging. Wait, wait, keep that uh, up. Hold what? on a minute. Am I reading this headline right? Uh, <laughs> Come on. You playing mm, around? Stop mm, playing around. Mm. Great. She's shaking the crazy pills again. This is not a manipulated headline. This is real. Washington Post. Again, technology used to combat ISIS is enlisted by Democratic group to counter Trump's coronavirus messaging. Who, who's, who's involved in this effort? So when I, I talk about their two tactics, violence in the street and insurgency tactics used by former military people here to take down Trump, here in the United States, an insurgency, a coup here. That's like a conspiracy theory. Okay, let's go to the Washington Post themselves. Clearly, they're part of the conspiracy theory. Um, a new Democrat-aligned political action committee Advised by retired Army General Stanley McChrystal? What the hell is McChrystal up to? Who was the former head of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, is planning to deploy technology originally developed to counter ISIS propaganda in service of a domestic political goal? I'm just quoting the Washington Post. Quote, to combat online efforts to promote uh, President Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, to combat those efforts? This is weird. The group... Defeat disinfo. What the heck is going to use artificial artificial intelligence and network analysis to map discussion of the president's claims on social media? <laughs> it gets better. It will seek to intervene by identifying the most popular counter narratives and boosting them through a network of more than three point four million influencers across the country. In some cases paying users with large followings to take sides against the president. Uh, so their twofold strategy of a street fight, violence in the streets, street fight, their words, not mine, and using military tactics to combat terrorists and hostile foreign governments are being employed here in the United States. Uh, uh, if I, I'm, you know, because I, I know liberals, I, I get it. You know, thick skulls, not that, I get that. I understand. Um, so just to be clear, if there were a network of tea party groups that had hired a prominent 
U.S. general specializing in anti-terror and foreign insurgencies, if we had hired them and openly wrote a document about causing a street fight after the election and said how we're engaging in a propaganda effort to pay people to counter a liberal president's narrative, you, you'd have no issue with that, right? Oh, of course you would. Joe, what would they be demanding? Oh, jeez. Um, investigation. You know, it'd be investigations, potential beheadings. Um, <laughs> they would be the Brig and Gitmo. But because it's a Democrat group, the media doesn't care at all. Doesn't care at all. We're using counterterror tactics overseas against the president of the United States if he wins. Led by a military general, everybody knows, Stanley McChrystal, and nobody seems to care. Well, they broke rule one, the Washington Post and the New York Times. What's rule one about a coup? Never talk about the coup. And when you do, blame the coup on your opponent, President Trump. So now they're panicking, folks. Because they broke rule one. And all of a sudden, people are talking about the coup. People like me. They broke rule one. Now they're freaking out. Now they're trying to hide the coup and blame it on Donald Trump. You don't believe me? I'm going to get to this in a second. I'm going to get to this American mind piece. Spectacular. Spectacular. In the show notes today, Bongino.com slash newsletter, about stopping the coup. Because now the media is worried that people are talking about the coup, breaking rule one of coups, Joe, which is don't talk about the coup. Right. Let me get to my third sponsor today. <laughs> oh, boy. Job Creators Network. Thank you for sponsoring the show, folks. This is the most important election of our life. But gosh, is this the perfect spot for, right? You'd think we planned this. I didn't. I promise. This is the most important election of our lifetime. No doubt. That last segment proven. America itself is on the ballot. Bingo. Police are on the ballot. Your security's on the ballot. Your wallet's on the ballot. Your health care's on the ballot. Our country's on the ballot. Our safety's on the ballot. Our way of life's on the ballot. The republic is on the ballot. It's not a joke. That's why I'm urging you. I'm begging you to join an effort sponsored by Job Creators Network. Job Creators Network is working with the biggest conservative hosts in America. Hannity, Elder, Prager, Gorka, Gallagher, Hewitt, me, Shapiro, Sarah Carter. Why? Because we can't lose. This election is about one thing, voting and the vote. You have to turn out. The left has a machine working 24 hours to get out their vote. Now we have ours. What is it? It's at keepamericaamerica.com. The single most important thing you can do to save our country is go to keepamericaamerica.com and become a volunteer in the biggest, largest, most important get out the vote effort in conservative history. Don't wait. Do it today. I would not have taken them on as a sponsor if I didn't believe in what they were doing. You'll be given tasks at KeepAmericaAmerica.com that you can make a difference in November. You want to do a little? Fine, do a few tasks. You want to do a lot? Do as many as you can take on. But please, please do your part. I'm literally begging. We can't lose. Go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com now. That's KeepAmericaAmerica.com and join the largest get-out-the-vote effort in American history. The do matters. The talk is cheap. Keep America america.com okay all right so i laid it out for you here in part one and i'm sorry to relitigate the coup but it's important we have a lot of new listeners and a lot of new viewers and some of you already forgot the names of the two groups the transition integrity project and defeat disinfo because you got busy lives this is what i do for a living and when i mentioned on fox i got all these emails now you know who they are what they're going to do street fight violence in the streets social media manipulation counterinsurgency tactics applied here at home Troubling stuff, no? Well, now that people are talking about it, they're freaking out. So I saw this terrific piece this morning, and I feel like oh, I didn't give you enough information on how to stop what's coming. M my fault. Granted. So let's go to this terrific piece in the American mind called, this is perfect timing, Stop the Coup by the editors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect timing. Which is conveniently put out, by the way, today after 9-11, 9-12 of 2020. So let's first go in a little background here on why the media is freaking out a little bit now that the coup, this is in the opening of the piece. Read this again, the show notes. It's super important. This article is worth your time. Spread it around to all your friends. 
Quote, Michael Anton's new article, which we addressed last week, The Coming Coup, which is linked in the piece today. It's, it's awesome. Went viral almost as soon as we posted it last week. This is not simply because figures like Lara Logan, Molly Hemingway, Newt Gingrich, and me, Dan Bongino, and the editors of the New York Post took note. It spread because concerned citizens began sharing it throughout the nation. We could tell it was especially effective because so many in the mainstream media maintained studious radio silence. All of a sudden, last week, everybody got super quiet in the mainstream media about the coming coup as I opened up the segment with. You had a few pieces in the New York Times, a little touch of it in the Washington Post, a little while ago, Washington Post piece back in May. But nobody's talking about it. Democrat groups and never Trump groups planning street violence and counterinsurgencies here at home. And nobody seems to think it's a big story outside of Lara Logan, me, Molly Hemingway, and others. Weird. But thankfully, thanks to the greatest audience in podcasting, and I am not kidding. I have a deep love for you all. I don't think you'll ever understand what you've done for me. You all started to spread the word after we covered Michael Anton's article describing the coup. There it is right there, the coming coup, Michael Anton. A wonderful piece. You all started to spread it around, and now all of a sudden people are getting a little nervous, and everybody's gone dark. Super quiet. Why? Because what's the first rule of the coup? Don't talk about the coup. And rule number two is, if they talk about the coup, make sure you blame it on your opponent. Now let's activate rule two. Here's from the article, stop the coup. Quote, but hyperventilating ruling class supporters of the Biden BLM Antifa coalition did predictably lash out. Talking about lashing out after I started covering the coming coup and others. The epitome of these reactions is an article in New York Magazine's Intelligencer by political columnist Ed Kilgore entitled Trump backers make case for stealing election before Biden gets the chance. <laughs> so, tra- Tell me you're tracking here. Armacost, you getting it? <laughs> yeah, Rule yeah. number one Go. by coup plotters. <laughs> Don't ever talk about the coup. People like me start talking about the That's coup. Right. Activate rule number two. Blame it on Trump. Yeah. Trump's planning to steal the election. Huh? Joe, we wrote about the street fight, not the legal one. Was that us? No, no, that wasn't <laughs> us at Bongino.com. Yes, that was the lefties. We're writing about, we. I hired Stanley McChrystal oh, no. to engage in counterinsurgency tactics. Uh, Joe, you, you've you worked with me for a long time. Yeah. Do you ever recall me talking about hiring McChrystal? Does no, he work with you? Have no, I he, hooked you guys staff. up? No, no, he's not. He's not, not that, no. Thank you. Joe's pretty familiar yeah. with all the staff here. Yeah. Paula, did you make any hires? Did you get a 1099 from McChrystal? Paul, I'm, I'm getting a no from Paul. There's no 1099 from McChrystal. So that's not us. So that's the lefty coup plotters. And yet they activate rule number two. We're planning the coup now. This is hilarious. <laughs> uh, I got you, dude. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. I, it's our fault now. It's our fault. I'm exposing them calling for a street fight in the streets. And insurgency tactics, and it's now us trying to steal the election. This is remarkable. All right, so you haven't got to what to do. This is the most important part. Here's screenshot three from the piece Stop the Coup. This is the meat. This is a couple paragraphs. This is long, but gosh, is this worth your time? So they're quoting another author, an Andy Bush, who writes in Sleepwalking into Secession. He writes this quote, Those who find the Podesta gambit in which John Podesta playing Biden refused to concede his loss in the Transition Integrity Project war game troubling need to shine the brightest possible spotlight onto it. This is how we fight the coup. To the highest degree possible, listen, Joe Biden must be pressed as soon as possible to disavow this coup, whether in the form of pushing for appointment of alternative electors He should disavow that immediately. The electors are the electors. Holding the election hostage to drastic constitutional changes, uh, Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood, by the way, or above all, using threats of secession as a weapon. You know what? Come back to me for a second. We'll go back to that. Sorry. I knew Paula doesn't like leaving screenshots up. And it gets this mind game. Is she going to pull it down? So let's, (laughs) we're like this. We're always messing with each other. Yes. Yes. How do we stop it? I didn't do enough to explain this. Your Republican clubs, your conservative clubs, your libertarian clubs, every one of your legislators at the state 
and federal level, Congress, Senate, state reps, city council members, everyone. They should all be in on this. Emails, calls, everyone, your local Republican groups. What are we going to do post-election if we win? If you don't have a plan of action, then ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be subjected to this chaos and that fog of war is going to take over and nobody's, listen, everybody's got a plan like Mike Tyson said until you get punched in the face. But at least when you get over getting punched in the face, you can try to enact your plan. If you have nothing, you're just getting punched in the face. We need to start pressuring Biden and his team right now through every single media outlet we have, Fox News, Breitbart, Bongino.com, Conservative Review, The Blaze, The Daily Caller, National Pulse, everyone, National Review to get Biden and Harris on the record right now. Stat, if Donald Trump wins this election, Will you renounce the use of alternative electors? There's no such thing. That's not a real thing. Will you renounce any kind of hostage tactics? Like, we're not going to concede unless you make D.C. and Puerto Rico a state. We want you on the record now. Verdict is in, not yesterday. Now, because after the election, they will fall prey to their base. And they won't care about votes anymore. They will care only about chaos. Get them on the record now, now, now. That way these ideas are discredited right now. Back to the screenshot. Goes on, American mind. Likewise, the actual governors central to Podesta's hypothetical strategy, this secession strategy to pull California away if Biden loses, by the way, that's what they're talking about. So we need to get these governors in California, Oregon, uh, Washington, Wisconsin, Michigan, and North Carolina. They must be challenged on the record to pledge to reject that path of any kind of secession, alternative electors. There's no alternative electors. You win the popular vote in that state, you get the electors. That's it. Kamala Harris, as a Californian, must face the same questions. Yes. These are simple questions. Do you reject threats of secession to get your way electorally? Everyone taking notes for our audio listeners. I'm going to read these questions again. Write them down. They're in the article. Write them. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Please, please write these down. Get every Democrat on the record. One, do you reject threats of secession to get your way in the election? And two, will you pledge not to appoint electors contrary to the vote of the people of your state? Write them down. Memorize them. Write them down. Email all of your local officials, all of them, all of them, state reps, state senators, congressmen. Do you have an answer to this? What are you doing to make sure the answer to both these questions is no? There will not be alternative electors. We will not be seceding from the union. Get them on the record. Email them today. Write them down. The questions are in the piece in the show notes. It's called Stop the Coup, aptly titled. Pressure them now. We only have 50 days left after the election. When the chaos starts, there's not going to be any easy way to stop it. Pressure them now to get these answers. That way it fully discredits them after the, after the election when they try to change their mind, not if. They want to engage in a propaganda war. We're going to engage in a truth battle. All right, uh, let me get to my last sponsor. And I just want to give you some good news at the end of this segment because you may be like, gosh, there's a coming coup. This sounds all terrible. Folks, we live in the United States. It's still the greatest country on earth, and we will get through this, but we're going to have to all toughen up and buckle down. These next few months are going to be tough. But I want to show you when we come back a poll showing you how we're winning this year. Their propaganda war is losing. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. Listen, every day we see new, shocking, disgusting videos of anarchists threatening innocent people, destroying businesses, throwing Molotov cocktails at the police. These riots have endured because the money keeps flowing in. Do you know Verizon donated $10 million to a myriad of social justice organizations, including Al Sharpton's National Action Network? I didn't know that. That's actually the first time I'm reading that. Patriot Mobile shares your values, and unlike Big Mobile, won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America or fund Planned Parenthood. Instead, get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that loves America, shares our values, and supports our police. Switching super easy. Keep your phone number. Bring your own phone or just buy a new one. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan today. Get free activation plus a special gift with the offer code Dan, D-A-N.
or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. So please make that switch today. Don't wait. Stop funding Big Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. All right. So I want to leave you with a bit of good news. Because there is some. The good news is this. You all have them scared now. When I say them, I mean the leftist media, their activist groups, cultural elitist snobs. You have them scared. Why? Because we've publicized their plan, violating one rule of the coup, which is don't talk about the coup. So now they're trying to blame it on us. Activate rule number two. Rule number one, don't talk about the coup. Rule number two, blame the coup on your opponent. Trump's doing it. I didn't hire McChrystal. I'm not talking about a street fight. I abhor violence. I hate it. It's not working. You want to see some cross dabs from a Fox poll? Yeah. Ah, I'll show them to you anyway. Here's a Fox poll. Here's question number 30 in the Fox poll. In general, which better describes the unrest happening in New York, Kenosha, Portland, and other places? Do you call them protests or do you call them riots? So if their gaslighting was working, Trump did it, he's calling the riots. Uh, you would think, oh, no, no, no. P- people definitely want to call these protests. They're not riots because that's what the media wants you to believe. Uh, 48% say, nah, we're going to call them riots. <laughs> 40% call them protests. 10% calls them both. Interesting. Those are amongst uh, uh, likely voters. So the media is not working. There's another question. Oh, here's question 31. And when violence breaks out at these events, what do you think is more often to, uh, who do you think, excuse me, is more often to blame? Left-wing radicals or right-wing radicals? Well, the media, of course, told you the right wing's doing it, Joe. They're the ones burning your city down. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, likely voters, 39% say left-wing radicals, 33% right-wing radicals, uh, 9% say both. You may be even disturbed that 33% of people think right-wing radicals are doing this when the evidence is right in front of their face. But ladies and gentlemen, despite the media's 24-hour efforts at gaslighting, in other words, lying to you, lying confidently and trying to isolate you from the truth— You should take some solace in the fact that even despite a 24-hour media barrage about how Trump's doing it, no one really believes that. Plurality-wise. shouldn't say no one. That's imprecise. A plurality of people understand that it's the left doing this and that these aren't protests. A plurality of people, again, believe they are, in fact, riots. Their gaslighting, ladies and gentlemen, is not working at all. I can guarantee you those 33% who still think that right-wingers are burning their cities down are probably the same Antifa kids who live in mommy's basement in their Snuggie all day, roasting s'mores over a dangerous open fire. I can almost assure you of that. All right, moving on. Let me get to my uh, last story of the day. I appreciate a lot of your listenership as always, but the interview this weekend with Devin Nunes, we did an interview show. We launched it on Saturday. did very well. I interviewed Carter Page briefly at the end as well. Um, Nunes had some interesting takes, Congressman Devin Nunes. Um, He even jokes, Joe, um, I know you listened to it, but he joked in the middle of the interview that we didn't even need the Nunes translate because it was Nunes and he could translate himself. So um, yeah, he he finds the Nunes. I become friendly with them. Congressman Nunes, he's a wonderful human being, um, and we laugh a lot, uh, both on the air and off the air. But the congressman was on Maria Bartiromo's terrific Fox show, one of the best, seriously, one of the best, on Sunday, Sunday Morning Futures, a must-watch. She's just always ahead of the news cycle. She's always been fascinated by the Spygate scandal as well, because, you know, journalism and stuff, she actually does that. (laughs) Shocker. She's one of the few people who does anymore. But she had Congressman Nunes on this weekend, talking about a story we addressed last week, and I'll touch again briefly now, how Bob Mueller's witch hunt team, you know, the team that was supposedly investigating Trump for fake collusion that never happened, that the Mueller team knew didn't happen from day one because the FBI basically told them it didn't happen. So what were they investigating? They were investigating Trump. They were investigating collusion, trying to keep the heat on Trump to give the FBI time to clear up its Spygate scandal and to keep the heat on Trump so they can impeach him. That's the only purpose of the Mueller probe. I'm very sorry if you've been coaxed into believing other falsities. There was no Russian collusion investigation because it was none. 
So we now know that Mueller's team wiped their phones clean. Weird. Crazy how 31 phones, up to 31 phones by the Mueller team investigator, hmm. they were put in airplane mode so they couldn't be accessed over Wi-Fi. And after they were put in airplane mode, they entered the password 11 times. Why? <laughs> because after the 10th time, the 11th entry of a fake password wipes out the phone. Wow, strange. The utmost integrity, Bob Mueller and his team. Wiping the phones clean so we can't read their texts? When did that happen? Uh, didn't I tell you this last week, by the way? Wouldn't it be... Come on, come on. I was, I was just... I was bunting. I was bunting. Last week, because I know you're brilliant, I had a bunt last week because I didn't want to say anything <laughs> yet. And I said to you on Friday, wouldn't it be super weird, remember this, Joe, if Mueller's team erased their phones and their texts right around the time that Mueller found out that Peter Stroke and Lisa Page from the FBI who were investigating Trump. Remember when their texts went public and Mueller mm. found out in July? Wouldn't it be weird if those texts about how we're going to get Trump, he de deplorable, smelly Walmart people, we're going to prevent him from being president, right? Mm. Right? Remember those texts, mm. the insurance policy? Wouldn't mm -hmm. it be weird if Mueller got those from the investigator, the IG? Hey, Bob, we got a problem. Hmm. You're in Remember, Peter Stroke was on the Mueller team too. Yeah. Bobby, we got an issue. Uh -huh. Your lead FBI investigator, this clown Peter Stroke, was texting his girlfriend, who's uh -huh. also involved in the case. We're going to stop him from being president. That's a problem. Mueller's team's probably like, holy <laughs> shnikes, we have texts too. What do we do? Wouldn't it be weird if they deleted them at the exact same time? Well, the brilliant Congressman Devin Nunes addresses this very issue with Maria Bartiromo. Check this out. This, it looks like it occurred at a very interesting time. This is when the Lovebirds text messages were discovered. So clearly after that, everybody on the Mueller team went and wiped their phone. So the, the question here is, is was there an investigation? Because if there was, that could be obstruction of justice. But I think regardless of that, this is destruction of federal records. We cannot have a justice system, whether it's at the federal level or the state level or local level, where records are being destroyed, Maria, because, I mean, that's how we have a fair and equal justice system here, that if there's, if there's misconduct of any kind, that you can go back and look at what the prosecutors were doing. And look, this is very relevant. If I was in General Flynn's shoes right now, uh, I'd be furious. And I think that as, as all Americans should be uh, upset about this, uh, but for the Republican Party, the Republican Party has to prioritize this, that, the, that these guys are prosecuted and held accountable. This was a witch hunt uh, against our party against a political party. They politicized and weaponized. Uh, just like Ratcliffe, uh, Director Ratcliffe said, they weaponized this intelligence. They knew, and, and I'll just finish with this part. Remember, all of these witch hunters on the Mueller team knew the day they walked in the door that there was no evidence of collusion. So what they were doing is they set an obstruction of justice trap. Uh, and I've spoke directly to attorneys that dealt with these people. The stories that come out of there, and they, you know, they have attorney-client privilege, so they can't talk about uh, you know, who they were representing, but they've all come to me, Maria, and I don't mean just one. I mean several have come to me and said how out of control they were, the threats that they were making to their clients. And here you have yeah. it. They wiped some 30 phones. This is so, so wrong. I, I, it's infuriating. So As always, Congressman Nunes has a way of fog, <laughs> splitting the fog and getting right to the point. Wouldn't it be really weird if the lead FBI investigator responsible for the fabricated case against Trump they used to spy on him, if the lead investigator who's then working for Mueller, his texts, Mueller gets his texts, his texts are devastating. We're not going to let Trump become president, right? Right? No, we'll stop it. Those were his texts with Lisa Page, Peter Stroke's text. And then Mueller figures out, wow, we may have a text problem too. And they wipe out their phones at the same time. I kind of bunted that to you on Friday, that whole July Civil War period, I call it, which I cover in my second book on the topic, exonerated extensively. Mueller gets the text, realizes investigation has a bunch of problems, biased investigators like Peter Stroke saying they're going to stop him from becoming president. Not an unbiased investigator texting that. And all of a sudden, Mueller doubles down. They go arrest George Papadopoulos, raid Paul Manafort's house. Why? because they're afraid these texts are going to distract from their real mission, which is to make Trump look guilty. So we might as well go arrest a few people. 
So Nunes makes two points in that interview. The first one, that it's time for the GOP to go on offense right now because it's pretty clear the Mueller team wiped out evidence that's federal property on federal phones. Yeah, kind of a problem. Good for the congressman. When is the GOP going to grow a pair? I'm not talking about a pair of fingers. Talking about a pair. (laughs) Well, is that ever going to happen? Are we ever going to see GOP pair growing testosterone injections? I don't don't know how that works exactly. Um, I'm not sure if we're ever going to see it. I don't think so. They don't seem to care much that the Mueller team basically investigated a non-crime and then wiped out evidence that they knew it was a non-crime while they continued to investigate said non-crime. But he makes point number two that Mueller knew right away that they weren't investigating collusion because it wasn't real. Did he? Uh, Yes, he did. And I can prove it to you right now. Uh, But before I do that, see, they know this is a problem. Here's the clown, Peter Stroke, clown, lying clown, which is even where you'd be a clown. Some clowns don't lie. This is a liar. Here's Peter Stroke on the news this week, and he has a new book out, uh, a new book where he couldn't even figure out how he opened up his own case. We covered that last week because he's kind of a dunce. Um, Here's Stroke on the news this weekend, continuing to humiliate himself, the FBI and everyone else, um, by suggesting on a national news program that, no, 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 he still has information that Trump's a Russian colluder, despite nobody on the entire planet having this information. But this joker, check this embarrassment out. With your theory of the case of why you believe President Trump is compromised. Oh, good morning, Chuck. It's great to be here. Look, I think it is clear. I believed at the time in 2016, and I continue to believe that Donald Trump is compromised by the Russians. And when I say that, I mean that they hold leverage over him, that makes him incapable of placing the national interest, the national security ahead of his own. That takes a variety of forms. I worked counterintelligence for over 20 years, and I recruited spies during that time, and I defended against those people who were being recruited in our government. One of the largest ways that people in foreign governments gain leverage, certainly in the case of the president, is through financial entanglements. And I think when you take a look at the the Trump financial enterprise, particularly its relationship with Russian, with Russian monies, and potentially those related to organized crime and other elements, that those interactions have placed him in a position where the Russians have leverage over him and are able to influence his actions. So this clown, who in his own book can't figure out the timeline about how he opened his own case, we covered that last week. He got the whole timeline wrong. The Australians came to us after this Trump speech. No, dude, they came to you the day before. How would they came to you worried about a Trump speech that hadn't happened yet? Oh, my bad. So clown stroke is on the air now because he knows what Devin Nunes said is big trouble for him. He's the lead investigator into Trump and then goes on to work for the Mueller team as well. Stroke, that is. So if he was the lead investigator into Trump, he's now suggesting to Chuck Todd, we have, there's information, Joe. They have leverage over Trump. He's still saying this. Nobody's found this information of the collusion. He's still saying this. And Nunes's point is, this is why Mueller erasing their phones is such trouble because they knew from the start that what Stroke is saying, they had leverage over Trump, the Russians, is a complete nonsense story. So they're probably deleting their phones because they're probably texting each other on government phones, Mueller's team saying, do you have anything? Do you have any? No, there's nothing here, guys. Well, let's keep investigating them anyway. You may say, but Dan, how do you know Stroke, who's the most read in guy in this whole case? He's the lead investigator on Crossfire Hurricane into Trump and the lead investigator on Trump's team for the FBI, on Mueller's team, excuse me. There's no one more read in than him. So why wouldn't we believe him, Joe? Isn't it worrisome that he says, no, no, I'm really serious. I know something about Trump and his ties to Russia. Well, maybe we should take his own word for it. Stroke, right? When he said huh? this at the Hill, you don't take my word for it. Let's take strokes more about this information he allegedly has. Here's a piece by John Solomon from 2018, which will be in the show notes again for you to read because it's worth bringing up again. Opinion. One FBI text message in the Russia probe that should alarm every American. Wouldn't it be weird if the text was from Peter Stroke? Clearly, Joe, if Mueller's team is right and they have nothing to worry about and Stroke Mm -hmm. is right that there really was collusion there, this text should be devastating. We got him, right? That's what it says? Yeah. yeah. We got him. Yeah. We got loads of information on Trump, Russia. This is bad. Get ready for the text. Get ready. This is Peter Stroke's text. All right. Not a joke. It's not the Babylon Bee. If you don't mind, Paula, put up that screenshot. 
So the text uh, message was transmitted on May 19, 2017, right around the time Mueller's appointed. Stroke's been investigating Trump for a year now. Here's the text. What does it say, Paul? Am I reading this right? We got him. There's a big there there. We've got, no, that's not what the text says. The text says, quote, there's no big there there. Stroke, stroke, wait, wait. <laughs> Backing away from the, I'm sorry. I know you audio listeners say that. The text on May 19th of 2017 from Stroke is there's no big there there talking about his role in the Mueller probe investigating Russian collusion. He just said he had information on. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Todd asked him about that. Don't think so. He's been investigating Trump for a year. The investigation starts in July of 2016. He transfers to the Mueller team in May of 2017, a year, roughly a year later for the liberals. I know that's hard. And he texts his girlfriend, who's in the lead FBI lawyer on the case, the lead FBI investigator, as he's moving over to the Mueller team, that, ha, ah, there's really no big there there. And yet this clown, clown, goes on TV talking about, no, no, there's a big there there. That's funny because you said there's no big there there. The no is kind of an important part of that sentence, the no big there there. Don't expect the media to actually do any homework for you. Don't worry, I did it because you don't have time to be bothered with media nonsense. All time for the election, folks, isn't it? Peter Stroke appears on TV again. Back to collusion again. Lunatics. Lunatics. Absolute lunatics. No different than the morons outside the hospital, by the way. Lunatics. Who, just to circle back to the beginning and we'll wrap, aren't worth hearing. Peter Stroke's not worth hearing at all. He's a clown and a liar. He's not worth hearing. He has the right to speak, but he's not worth hearing. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, check out my interview. You got a lot of Bongino content today. If you missed it over the weekend, check out our Devin Nunes Carter Page interview on our YouTube channel. Check out my one-hour interview with the great Ben Shapiro. It's pretty good. Over, at, I think you're really going to like it. The feedback's been great. We've never spoken before this interview. Uh, it's over at Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro's YouTube. And uh, check out, obviously, today's show. Spread it around. Spread that piece around how to stop the coup as well. A little bit of homework. I hate to do homework. I'm not a school teacher, but it's super important. Please subscribe to my show, youtube.com slash Bongino. Also on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. Subscriptions are always free. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.